Good morning and welcome to an episode of F and I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis, Wakanda's World Five Overnight. And I thought I'd jump on to uh, talk about a film that I watched uh, during lunch and part of uh, my work schedule. And it's a film that Michelle and Barack Obama produced called, based off a book I heard, called Leave the World Behind. The cast has Mahershala Ali, Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, and Kevin Bacon in a uh, little cameo role. The film itself is uh, kind of a a black mirror into uh, our future, if you will. I mean... It really is. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The film opens with uh, Julia Roberts looking, uh, waking up. She's kind of doing an inner monologue about her role that day of the day. And her little monologue in the cold open speaks volumes about how I feel and many other people in the world feel. I'll say it just like that, basically. She says, look at the people so frantic, rushing through their day to get to work, all trying to be something, and it makes me realize I hate people. That moment brought me in to the film immediately. I was sold. I was sold on whatever they were bringing. And from there, Julia Roberts plays a mother of two kids with uh, Ethan Hawke, who's been excellent in everything of late this year. Man, he's so good. He's been low-key one of my favorites over the years, but man, he knocks it out the park. Uh, basically, getting ready to go on a... Uh, Uber Hotel, not Uber Hotel, but rental that's uh, being occupied for them, for them, basically for them. And uh, she set it up without her husband knowing, just a surprise little getaway, a pop-up. And they go that first day, basically enjoying their, their uh, vacation. And then they uh, are on the beach and all of a sudden an ocean liner is barreling toward them on the, from the beach. It literally splashes into the beach and causes a huge scene. Basically people running and everything. The people get escorted out. Ethan Hawke notices Kevin Bacon's character loading up water and supplies. And then that night after they've tucked the kids in and just sitting back, just basically enjoying their quiet time for the moment, they get a knock on the door. It's Marshall Lee and his daughter. They are greeted with suspicion from Julia Roberts' character who 
give some serious Karen MAGA vibes all through this. Man, there was something about her character that annoyed me, but at the same time, once you kind of got to know her character a little bit, she didn't come off so annoying, but more like in denial of what was happening. And Marshall Ali's character had some suspicion as well because you didn't know what was going on with him. But they were very nice, although the daughter wanted them to step out and leave right now. They uh, were very nice to them and even volunteered to stay in the basement so they don't interrupt their vacation time. To which the daughter asked her dad, what are they going to expect next? Laundry service from us? All through the film, all through these moments, the first hour, I'm immediately trying to figure out just what the fuck is going on with everybody. Where's when's it? Where's the flip going to happen? And the flip really doesn't happen, so to speak. You get a lot of increments of flips. The daughter's obsession with being upset because the Wi-Fi is fucked up and she's trying to watch the final episode of Friends... The son, who's a teenager, he's got his growing attraction to uh, Marshali's daughter. I fucking her basically the whole entire time. And you've got Julia Roberts with a Karen suspicions and side and side comments for the first hour. That gives the MAGA vibe. But they find out from the first thirty minutes anyway that. There may have been a cyber attack and it's uh, happening everywhere. The satellites outside of Earth are fucked up. So everything is fucked. And they're very concerned with what's happening. Julie Roberts doesn't trust the black couple. Not the black couple, but the black family. Because passive-aggressively because they're black and how could they afford this and that real Karen-ass MAGA shit and as it proceeds and keeps going you start to find out that there's some legit reasons why Mahersh Ali's character is kind of suspicious he doesn't trust him really and two he's leaving a lot of information to his vest because he's he's certain what's happening is happening he finds out later on in a conversation with Julia Roberts, he reveals that he was talking to a very well-known politician who basically a few hours before this happened or days before this happened, he joked with him about uh, if it, something like this happened, would he go off to his evil cabal of rich people? And when he asked this guy again, There was no joke when he said he was leaving. He just looked at him like, you take care of yourself. And bounced. So he reveals that this is really happening. And as it gets further into the storyline, we start to learn that the city is the last place you want to be because everything is fucked. And they find out everything is fucked. Ethan Hawke's character 
is driving to back into town uh, in the middle area, the second act of the film, basically, where he's uh, approached by a young, uh, by an old Latino woman who was trying to speak to him. She's frantic. And I honestly would like to hear what she had to say. I'm curious what she was saying because that would have probably added some exposition as well. But he leaves her. He doesn't know. He doesn't know English. He doesn't know the language, and he feels bad about doing it. But he leaves her out in the middle of the road. He just leaves her. I mean, he doesn't know what she's about, what she's about, or anything. And he leaves her. But as he's leaving, a drone is dropping a bunch of red paper, and he starts barreling away from it. Like it's the wind and uh, the happening. And then you find out why he was, not why he was running, you find out what was in the papers. A symbol and some wording in Arabic that says death to America. They find this out later on. Marshal Ali's character, at the same time, is on the beach, and he notices a watch in the sand, and he goes to pick up the watch, and it belongs to a hand of a pilot, and then he starts to look up, and he realizes that a fucking plane has crashed into the ocean, part of the ocean, and part of the, part of the beach, and what's left is scattered bodies everywhere. He starts to run because a plane is barreling toward him. And he hits the beach and splashes the water up into the house that he was going visiting. Seeing if being what's going on. Seeing who is there. He doesn't tell them immediately about what's happening. He later on does. And meanwhile, the brother and sister have been walking around in the forest and the uh, son is uh, bit by a bug and brother and sister are just basically wandering wandering around around a bandit shack that doesn't really have anything in it vital anyway a few things here and there but it's an eyeball direction of the house which is odd. And thinking about it now, there might be some reasoning by who owned that house and why they were eyeballing the uh, house with the black family in it. But that's just speculation for me. Kevin Bacon comes back. Not Kevin Bacon, I'm sorry. Ethan Hawke comes back and he explains what happened and shows the paper and everything in Death to America. The daughter, meanwhile, is upset about not being able to watch Friends. She's upset. And meanwhile, everyone else is trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Ethan kind of bonds with uh, the daughter. Smoking a little weed and talking about who they are. First appearances and stuff like that. Meanwhile, Julia Roberts and Mershaw Lee 
go dancing to uh, Into Deep's Too Close. No, I mean not Deep Too Deep. Next is Too Close. The soundtrack, by the way, is excellent in so many fucking ways. Man, excellent. It is excellent soundtrack. I dug it. Uh, from Cool and the Gang's Misled to this one song at the beginning. It had a great soundtrack and score. While they're dancing, Mersha Ali's character, who uh, whose wife, by the way, was uh, supposed to be home from the airport uh, a day ago, has not showed up at all. And he's been texting her, trying to get a hold of her, but he can't because the phone's gone on working. While they're dancing, Julia Roberts' character holds him. And kind of gets lost into her own dancing and thoughts. And she immediately... uh, Basically, she was flirting with him. Basically, she was hitting on him. And then she's like, you're married, I'm married... And your wife, you don't know where she's at? He's like, yes, I don't know where she's at. That's why I'm not basically dicking you down right now. Because one, you were giving us Karen Maga vibes. And he didn't say all this, but this is the this is my thinking and what he's thinking. And it wouldn't be too cool if we all have to survive together for a couple of years. But anyway, after doing this, they uh, they all unite with everyone, and they try and formulate a plan on what's going on. The next morning, the daughter is missing. So suddenly, they have to find the daughter. But at the same time, the son is having an allergic attack to the bug that bit him. And so, Ethan Hawke and Berhash Ali head off to get medicine for the son who's in the back of the seat to find some help. They hopefully go to someone, to Ken Bacon's house. They get to Ken Bacon's house and he's immediately not wanting to help at all. He's got his gun out. He's got it cocked. He's not going to help at all. And they're trying to appease to him and he's not budging. Marshali's character is like, fuck all that. He knows this guy. He's, he's probably bonded with this guy, even though he's a conspiracy theory MAGA. But he's treating him like a stranger. And he's willing to shoot them for what? He finally appeals to them and uh, eventually gives eventually gives the son uh, gas. Uh, not gas, I want to say. Eventually gives the son Meds, meds to, to help him along. And while they're helping him along, he starts talking about what's going on. What his thoughts are. He thinks it's the Koreans and the Chinese. Because, of course, a guy like that would. Once they get in the car, Mersh Ali finally fully drops the veil and looks at Ethan Hawke and says, Hey, what just happened here? You're not going to pull that on me. We're not going to have that moment right there, are we? I need your I need 
you just swear this to me. And Ethan Hawke looks him dead in the eye and said, of course, it's not going to happen. We have an understanding, so to speak. And then he says, I believe there are three signs to what we're dealing with. The first, cyber attack. The second, misinformation and getting everybody all riled up. Once they're so riled up, they turn violent and turn on each other. And then a third, coup. Coup de tay. Sound familiar? Am I getting to you right now? Meanwhile, the daughter, who's fucked off with, with everything, found a home down the neighborhood from the Thorns. And just walks in, drinks some water, eats some food, and finds a hiding door that holds a shit ton of DVDs and months and months of fucking food and physical copy DVDs, y'all. A smorgasbord. And then she notices the copy of Friends in the library. Snatches it up. Everything's working. And puts on Friends. Hits play. And then the Friends theme song kicks in. And then credits roll. And that is Leave the World Behind. I fucking love this film. Honestly, it's one of my... It's Finally, it's become... After one viewing, I can easily say it's my favorite of... Uh, of the uh, of the year, if not the past four years, we always have those films that give a mirror into our world, and that film does just that. Unflinching, very visceral, psychological film that it won't get be forgotten, in my opinion. It's one that is probably going to get ignored in Oscars, of course, because putting a mirror on something is either going to be looked at as hyperbolic or reactionary and not taken serious. And this is a film that I feel like uh, the other one that's coming out, Civil War, which I haven't seen a trailer to, but trailer next week. It's a film that definitely shines a light and tells us all, hey, this could be our future. Don't fuck it. Don't fuck it in the ass. But I really enjoyed it. Please let me know your thoughts on it when you finally see it. And uh, this has been F and I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis and I'm out.